You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. In the future. No wonder. <laughs> Did you suddenly get sucked two and a half years in the past? Welcome to the Grox Podcast, episode number 99.001. So here's what we're talking about. Doctor Who, 60th anniversary is coming up real soon in like 11 months or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're right next door. It's practically here. Don't blink. You might miss it. If you blink and you're dead. Listen, nerds. So, <laughs> Jesse just proved our nerd cred. Yeah. Okay. So, to get hyped for it, because 10 but not 10 is back. Donna, but yes, Donna is back. That was a weird sentence. And so, we're going to get excited. And I was like, after my rewatch of New Modern Who uh, not long ago, I've been singing the like Donna Noble, uh, season praises i feel like that's when it's 14 is the new hashtag 14 is the new 10 hashtag restore the gymnoverse no i can't even oh, say no. it with a straight face oh, no oh. so we wanted to revisit dr donna period and uh what we're going to talk about this episode is we watched runaway bride which was the 2006 christmas special yeah so we're talking series two two yeah and then we're going to follow that up with her second appearance. Uh, well, I mean, if we're not counting the end of the season finale for series two, where they did a little teaser with partners in crime, which is the first episode of series four, where she actually became a companion. Mm -hmm. So, um, I actually enjoyed partners in crime more on this watch recently than I did. But otherwise, I kind of feel like these are maybe two or the... I, for me, Runaway Bride is one of the weaker of the Donna ones. Right. It's not my favorite Christmas episode. Um, the only reason I rewatch it so regularly is it's the first appearance of Donna Noble. Yeah. The tie-in with Christmas is super flimsy. And um, I don't... I guess maybe it's just to make her feel bad because he likes to crap on Donna. But I don't understand why they have to have the whole wedding thingy there, really. Um, you know. Well, the wedding is, yeah, the, the, the Christmas tie-in is, is super flimsy. Yeah. And, but, you know, I don't know. It often is. They had a killer, it wasn't the tree so much this time, which I'm glad because the, the killer Christmas tree looked ridiculous. No, but they did. Remember, but there was, was a like, tree at the reception. But they had the balls, the. The ornaments, oh, the ornaments. That's right. They float around. Yeah, I thought that looked that's right. Yeah, a little okay. bit more like that's phantasm right. than killer CG Christmas tree spinning around. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's fine. It's it's interesting watching that and then jumping even just one see one year ahead. You know, we skipped over season three, uh, series three. Uh, oh, I, I want to get to comment here. Uh, Jerry the gnome says. 
All the Davies Christmas specials have a flimsy tie to Christmas, in his opinion. Yeah, I mean, Moffat, I guess, maybe handled that a little bit better. His were usually more Christmas-y, but, like, then you look at Chibnall, like, uh, New Year specials and stuff, and, like, those were pretty flimsy, too. Yeah. So, you're not wrong. What? They had resolution right in the title. Right. Right. You know what? The second episode that we watched, that would be a good New Year's one, though, because everybody's losing all their weight, you know? Uh, so that would be a good resolution-type episode. That it wasn't. Um, oh, but I was going to say, just that, like, one year ahead, uh, man, the production looks so much smoother in Partners in Crime, in my opinion. Oh, I, I, I think the big, like, I don't remember the spider creature's name, the makeup in the like the big like rig they had isn't bad, but man, the, the like the ladies acting the is so over right. the top. I, I yeah, it, it struck me as a bit cringier, cringier than I remember. However, it still was the best part of the episode. So it was the thing that made it worth watching was her just being super strange and over the top. Um, and I but I did like how all the eyeballs blinked. I wish they could have timed them to all blink separately, though, because, like, they all blinked, and it wasn't timed with her blinking even, but I wish they would have been, like, blink, 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 like, all the eyes separately. That would have been fun. Um, That's my only criticism of her, other than I really dislike when they do the, like, she's doing a thing, like, right here, and then this other thing over here does a thing, and it's supposed to mean, like, she made that happen, but they're completely disconnected, and she's obviously so much lower in the room than they are oh yeah and it, obviously she didn't what none of that happened i don't like that spatially you know, figure out yeah figure out your scale okay and then do it i will say because and we'll get into it as we get further into by the way we're gonna do this one one once once a month one segment a month we'll focus either on two episodes from season four series four or an episode in like an audio drama or something. Cause I want to, I do want to, I haven't listened to like any of the Dr. Donna audio dramas. I want, I do want to listen to those. Um, but as we get further into it, I'll hit on it again because they took RTD t- tortures Donna the whole time. And I, and even this one, I was like, well, the, the wedding thing kind of sucks, but like, you know, at least it's not that bad yet. No, it's terrible right off the top. They yeah. like, her, her groom just crushes her soul, like yeah. is so yeah. mean and brutal to her towards the end. I was like, oh, right off the and it, and her mom, like at least at this point, in the it is like, God, your mom is awful. Yeah, yeah, but she's got a. Oh wait, I guess you don't really see him this time, huh? The grandpa? No, not yet. And I was actually doing a little bit of research on that, and a little bit. I mean, a very little bit. This is, so my trivia for this episode is coming from Wikipedia. It, literally, you could just open Wikipedia and read this, but I'm going to tell you because you probably didn't. So here you go. Um, or you already knew this. I didn't because I was watching it because there is no Wilf in, in Rarway Bride. I was like, oh, so like they didn't have that character yet. Right. But, but didn't he show, he did show up in the previous series because doesn't she she or he show up and he meets the doctor. He, he does. And I think they did that 
not completely retroactively, but um, I don't know that he was, they kind of had to, okay, so Donna's, Donna's mom is in this, in Runaway Bride, but also Donna's father is, but the actor who plays Donna's father passed away before, um, you know, Donna became a companion proper. And so, uh, they did a little quick thinking and kind of, in a way, replaced that role, you know, made the grandfather that role, but also I think probably then just tied that together. I don't know, you know, a little clever, quick, like, yeah. oh, what do we do this? Um, and, and I think it's brilliant because, uh, he's such a good character. Oh yeah. He's such a good character. Um, well, I don't think we're going to go into the, the terrible s specials for season four, series four. Uh, but like, you know, he's, he's got some of my, uh, some of my favorite moments from, uh, Tenet's last stories with him. And oh, sure. Tenet actually like breaks down with him and it's so good. It's so good. Anyway. Um, we'll, we'll touch on that later. So we don't need oh, right yeah. now. Uh, so, um, I yeah. think that it's, it's, it's a nice episode. The first one, uh, just though, because this is maybe the first time that somebody points out the genocide happening and uh, I appreciate that. Oh yeah. Who Doctor Who doesn't want to kill a species when it's necessary and would be good for everyone, but you know when it's just some spiders that are trying to, you know, keep their species alive, murder a bunch of babies, he doesn't care. Uh Jerry the Gnome clarified that yeah, Wolf was in Voyage of the Damned and maybe Jesse you were referencing uh, but he was retroactively added into the series, into series four as her granddad. Granddad. I know people say that, but that just makes me think of Ryan. Oh, yeah. You're not my granddad. Uh, after his performance in Voyage. Yeah, and I think there was actually also, like, they had went and refilmed something at some point once they kind of figured out, like, that's what they were going to do. I also, like, kind of to piggyback off M Melanie's point is uh, I also... Like as much as she's annoying throughout the whole episode and whatnot, like I and I know that was kind of like the beat that they gave her. Um, I feel like one of the things I appreciate so much about Donna is that she always tells it like it is. In in that, yeah. First, first of all, like, hey, you've you've done enough, Doctor. You're going a little crazy. Uh, you know, wa watch it. But also, like. She's just not instantly taken with the doctor. Like she calls a spade a spade sometimes. And she's like, this is insane. Get me out of here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. What, like what Melanie was saying, like that, that is for me, the standout moment of the episode is like her kind of horror at him. Like it, and it's little man, RTD, like, even though they obviously like, had to shuffle things around here and there because Donna had was not intended to come back. Um, he knew where he wanted to go. You get that glimpse of Time Lord Victorious here, mm -hmm. and Donna's like, "That you need somebody with you, like not me, but you need somebody with you to like mm -hmm. keep you in check." And uh, you know that's was the end of season or series two, so they're hitting on that two to three seasons before they really kind of play it more. I guess two and a half, two seasons before they fully play it out i and i'm not particularly fond of donna just because i don't i don't know i don't like it 
maybe it's I don't like reds. I don't know. But um, no, I mean, Jesse, no, no, no the redheads. I meant females. Because she meant I redheaded like, women. I don't. Yeah, because I don't like the other one either. <laughs> but um, I can't even. I was gonna say it as a joke, but I thought it'd be okay because it's like this is Melanie's attitude. But I'm not gonna even go there. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, my thing is, I don't particularly care for her, but I do like that she's one of the ones that, or at least the first ones that that I experienced because I didn't watch the whole all the old doctors until Randy started watching it. And then I started watching it with him after they actually had shows and not just recreations. But anyway, um, you know uh, what that don't forget what you're going to say, but that tracks you hate Amy Pond with I a passion. Amy Pond. I do with a passion. Yes. Um, she's lucky she's blue in that one movie or I wouldn't like her there either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. She was so great as Nebula. Yeah. yeah. Blue and bl- blue and bald. Don't let me yeah. see that ginger hair. Right. <laughs> yeah, you put a bald cap on that. Stat. Um, but it. But as I was saying, she is not enamored with the doctor. She doesn't. She's not like ooh Gaga over the doctor. She is like I'm as- assuming I would be. I, in fact, I know I would be. Maybe the doctor would be great. He could be awesome. He could be like gorgeous. He could be uh, Aquaman, only the doctor. And I wouldn't give a crap because. I would want to go see space and all the amazing things through time and space. Come on. How, who wouldn't love that? So I like that with Donna, it's more of that because that's really what it should be. That's what it would be for most people that would be willing to do that. You know what I mean? Um, and so I like that about her, even though I don't particularly care for her. Cause she's, whatever. you're not mating with me, spaceman. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know. Yeah. You want a mate? Yeah. Uh, so it is kind of interesting her turn where she's at the end of Runaway Bride, she's not interested. She's like, I'm not traveling. No, this is crazy. What are you doing? But then, you know, like most companions, after he leaves, she wants she wants that space travel. She's desperate for it. She's chasing out. She's who knows how long this past year she's been running around as we jump to the next episode. Running around, uh chasing how did how did companions not just get killed when the doctor's not around? Because they're still like right, <laughs> right, right. Why did what's his name, granddad, turn up in the volcano in that in the in Chindle? Then a Chindle's run. Like, what was he doing there? Like, so these mm-hmm. companions are like they like they need a support group or they're gonna just die. Like they just go crazy. They're like I'm a I'm a space detective now, and they run around getting in trouble. Well, that's means- what she's doing at the beginning of Partners in Crime. Except for Ian. Ian's like I'm out. Yeah, (laughs) but Martha, Martha's like, oh, I'll just join Torchwood. I'm sure I'll be safe there. Mm. Right, right. But I mean, some of them actually don't make it out from being his companion, and uh, sometimes they make it out in really weird ways. So, you know, whatever. Uh, Cherries and Homes getting real in the chat, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Um. So, as I said. Donna was a, supposed to be a one-off. And there were a couple, like, speaking of Voyage of the Damned, there was a one-off companion uh, lady who I actually really liked. I don't remember her name. She was a blonde lady. Um, oh, she's like a pop star, though. <laughs> oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. Uh, on the Titanic? Well, well Donna Noble, uh, uh, Catherine, what's her name? Tate? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was uh, over there, a well oh, yeah. comedian and an actress, had her own show, The Catherine Tate Show. 
So yeah. like she was well known. And Rose was a pop star too, wasn't she? Yeah, she was a singer. Oh yeah, right. yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, Kylie Minogue. That's a fun name. I like it. Uh, man, Trey's always on it. Oh yeah, he's got he's got he a do character it. name and act. Yeah, the okay. man. Uh, so why are we doing this show? He's the one. Like, <laughs> should just be Matt's. St- I mean Jerry's show. He, but then again, if you wanted informative and accurate, you probably wouldn't be listening to us right now. Anyway. No. Um, speaking of informative and accurate, uh, so yeah, they didn't. Uh, apparently, and this is various sources from Wikipedia, and I don't just take Wikipedia blindly. I always check to see, like, what it is they're referencing. That seems legit. Okay. Um, first off, fans were torn with Donna, and I get it, because I kind of hated her. I was she's right. just not, like, ugh. She's not my type of person. She's like, but I think that's the point. She's not the usual type of companion. She's She's very basic. She's a basic lady, you know? Right. Um, a temp from Chiswick, and they play that up. Uh, Jerry wrote Wikipedia in Doctor Who on Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia on Doctor Who. Oh, you, you know what? I would believe it, and I would trust it. Um, but RTD said, like, when asked, like, if she's going to come back initially, he's like, no, I didn't know she. The character get she'd get she'd get on your nerves. Be super annoying, right? Oh yeah. But uh, they did bring her back. Am I on the right page? Um. So originally, the series four companion was going to be Penny, a northern woman with whom the Doctor would share a romantic attraction. Uh, oh, thank goodness they didn't. Right. Um. After a conversation between Catherine Tate and BBC's Jane. Tranter, in which Tate expressed an interest in returning, Davies rewrote season four to bring Donna back as the new full-time companion. Which, on the face of it, sounds like BBC interference. However, I think that's super smart because one, like, it is good to have a different kind of companion. Two, like, you just came off a of rose, and then you did a season with Martha, who wasn't around the whole season. And I guess Martha's interesting in that, like, the Doctor wasn't interested. But, like, then to bu- jump right back into, like, it's a romance thing, I mm-hmm. think avoiding that mm-hmm. and making it strictly not a romance thing was super smart. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, like, it was very, it felt like a throwback to, like, Sarah Jane, where they were just right. pals, you know? Right. Yeah. I think it would have set a really bad precedent going forward if, like, the first three major uh, female companions... Yeah, the companions general of the new Who series were all like potential love interests. Yeah, I kind of wish what's his name. I def, I don't care for whatever the the younger guy or his grandpa, but the one that whose house got shrunk tiny. You know, I can't remember. Oh, not Graham, but um, yeah, I've already forgotten his name. I've given up on him. That guy, Graham is granddad. Yeah, who were yeah. you talking about? Not Graham, the other guy that came after Graham. If he would already forgotten him, he's forgettable. He's so forgettable and pointless. Why was he there? But I kind of wish she would have taken him or uh, just another guy and had them be a companion for a while. That would have been nice, a nice change of pace. But I guess if it's a woman, maybe that doesn't really make sense. But so, like this doctor, his companion should be a dude, like a Jamie, 
you know, I I don't know. That I think, think it's missing that. Do you think Mr. Forgettable Guy it was there in a in a weird way for the same reason that two and Jamie always had some random not random, like they but a female companion also. So it wasn't just like Oh, as a third wheel. As whatever. a third wheel. So that it's not like well, you know, whatever. What's with those two traveling around? Cause, cause, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's know. happening off screen? What, yeah. what, are, what are some of those adventures? What do you mean? He, he can't just have a roommate for, you know, a long, long, long time? You know how. They have a dog together? That's just normal. That's how. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mean. I just made it out. Dan, yeah, so they're just good Dan, friends. He had they've, a been, name. they've been roommates for like it was Robert years. Pulse. They're just good friends. Right, right. Dan. Let's talk about forgettable names. Jeez. It's, yeah. Sorry, Dan's of the world, but it's just a name. <laughs> it's just a name. Mm-hmm. John Bishop is also a forgettable name. And it sounds like somebody that I learned about in history class or something. Oh, I also did want to point out. Because this is something I all, I think Jerry did write Wikipedia. <laughs> something else he pointed out in Wikipedia. Uh, Jerry the Dome says she did seem a little mellowed out in Partners, less annoying than like in Bride. Um, and then he gets ahead of us. So, but you're right. She was mellowed out. Uh, that would make sense though. If she was about to get married, she'd be a lot more high strung. I would imagine. Right. That shot in the row. I know we're the top jumping back, but we're. It's such a weird decision that, like, once she starts glowing and screaming, like she's getting beamed, sucked up to the TARDIS, she's still, they're still walking, and she's just screaming the whole time, walking forward down the aisle still. It's like, <laughs> what a weird decision. That strike me is so, like, what? Anyway. Um, yeah, she is mellowed out, but also, yeah, she's searching for the doctor. Right. As opposed to, like, suddenly sucked up from her, oh, from the wedding aisle into a TARDIS. So that and she's been sense. beat down by the doldrums of, of uh, you know, mundacity for the last year. You know? I will say this episode, Partners in Crime, this is about as good as it gets for her. Other than the occasional episode where she's like off on vacation and Ten gets to have his little adventure on the bus or whatever that episode is. Uh, this is it because she has a, relatively decent time i think this episode right uh, it's all downhill from her for her from here i think that's why it's it so it really is like you take this like everyday woman and then just crush her soul episode after episode but i just think the writing and it, it hasn't really started yet although it has because mm-hmm. rtd was really good about setting stuff up well ahead of time but i think the writing this season is when Oh, his companion is so on point. Speaking speaking of how good he is at setting things up, like he was already seeding the um, the Saxon master stuff in the Runaway Bride, and I was just like, "Oh, attention to detail there!" Like that, he's already dropping Saxon uh, as as a character before we even get to that next season. Yeah, and yeah. when when did Donna run into Rose? Was that in the? In the that, that was this episode, yeah. Okay. Partners in yeah. crime, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the first. Yeah, they, man, I, I still love it. Yeah. And the, and the, and the 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 song starts the doomsday rose theme song they use. Oh, so good. And she just disappears. Just it's like well, she. Did. I remember watching it the first time. It's like what? 
Melanie is not a Doctor Who geek like I am. I would say I geek. I I go full nerd watching this sometimes because I remember watching it the first time and I was like, I looked at Melanie, I was like, what's she doing there? And Melanie's like, <laughs> just remember, she's like, like, see who that was? She's like, it was Rose, I know. <laughs> why i don't know <laughs> i'm done with this rose <laughs> i go her again damn it <laughs> who puts keys in the trash bin jerry says yeah that's no doubt that's no doubt yeah he'd be he'd be very upset if his daughter put the keys in the trash bin yeah because then you gotta dig in there for it rose did not deliver that message by the way yeah. She just walked off and disappeared. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She's like, you think, I'd be like, oh, trees, keys in the trash. That's a weird decision. Also, that's probably important. If I just would leave, this lady's never getting her car back. No kidding. Bye. <laughs> she got fall off Smith, and that ain't cheap. This episode, again, it should be New Year's episode because of the weight loss. How horrible is this company? I know it's just a babysitter lady, your nanny, whatever. That very good at security. They're like, one of these people is a mole. And I'm like, uh, maybe all three of them are a mole. <laughs> yeah, well, there's yeah. three moles not being particularly uh, nonchalant. Yeah, they're very obvious, all of them. I think plot-wise, this is pretty interesting. First off, it is a fun episode. The 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 mirror the window gag is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It is, yeah. The, on this rewatch, that got a that got a big laugh out of melanie even yeah uh, it is fun because they go full cartoon where there's like, yeah oh, you know and then it cuts to the villains just like watching them do this pantomime through the window like yeah really are we interrupting anything mm-hmm. but plot like speaking of villains it's kind of interesting because if if there wasn't the potential for this diet pill to just go crazy and decide to like consume all of you and turn you into these little fat cute fat creatures mm-hmm. it's kind of a good deal like it worked yeah, if, yeah. if they would have just come straight out and been like we're gonna harvest your fat to make alien babies i think most of the world that's overweight would have been like sweet it sounds like a good deal let's do it you can have most of my fat you know yeah aside from like people dissolving into nothingness uh right. there really wasn't a bad guy here and even that was like an extreme like it didn't normally it wasn't made to happen that way it was a it was that was like a malfunction yeah actually yeah the doctor is almost the villain in this because he caught him right 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 and so the lady was doing this on earth and that's you know that's wrong was this the beginning of the shadow proclamation talk no they started talking about the shadow proclamation when martha when martha jones when the Jadoon go up and uh, take over, take that hospital to the moon. Oh, so about the time like uh, RTD sat down and had a, probably a weekend retreat or two and hashed all these things out. The Torchwood, a marriage, uh, marriage, Mary Jane Adventures. I mean, Sarah Jane Adventures as a different <laughs> show. You didn't see that one. The sh- like all these, he, you know, he like flushed out. That's why it's so exciting that he's coming back because he seems like he is kind of franchise-minded, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. So that's when he set all that stuff up, huh? Uh, But the lady, she's not doing right. The, uh, I don't remember her name, but we'll say the, like, oh, what was it? The the foster mom. She wasn't a foster. She was a nanny. 
Yeah, the nanny. Um, it would have been so bad if she's like, sorry, you know, sure, this was just kind of breaking some rules. Instead, she had to go like, whoops, all right, screw it, murder everybody. Which, right. right. Like, she went full villain. Otherwise, like, it would have been so bad. Mm-hmm. Man, Jerry's a gnome. Oh, man. Nano Proclamation was first mentioned in the Chris Eccleson episode with the farting aliens. Really? The Slavine. The Slavine? Yeah. 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 You know, they show up in, of course they would, though. They show up in Sarah Jane Adventures quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) Ew, really? It's so judgmental. They fart and they're wacky. Ew. Can I make one comment, though, about. Make them all. That one, the one dude. I mean, I'm sure there were others, but. The, like the second person they talked to that was on these diet pills, he was way too thin to be on diet medication. I'm worried about that guy and somebody should get him help. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. It's probably maybe slightly unethical to give that guy the medicine, but but they needed him so that he could have the doggy door so that they could figure out, you know, whatever. The, the... another thing though, well, sorry, that's reminded me. Those fat are so cute. I think people, even if they were like, mm, there's a chance you could kill you, they'd be like, but they're so cute that they probably might do it anyway. I mean, you lose weight, and if you don't die, you just make a whole bunch of cute little baby fats. And they have the uh, one tooth. Yeah. They all have the one tooth. <laughs> yeah. Jerry the Gnome says, oops, it was actually in Rose. Oh, the very the first episode. Yeah, when the doctor's talking to the nestine. Ah, crud, man. Off the bat. Very first episode. Shadow Proclamation. Time War. Shadow Proclamation sounds cool, though, so yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, I like this episode. I feel like this is more rewatchable than Runaway Bride. Um, oh, yeah. it holds up a little bit better. It's not, it's still not my favorite of, like, of the C- Series 4 stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the next one. I was going to say, I think that's my favorite. That yeah, it's. Good. I mean, it's up there. It's the one I'm thinking. It's got to be because I remember like the first actual adventure he takes her on is heart. <laughs> like, dude, yeah, yeah. But it's also and still crazy pants. Yep, yep. Like this, this season is this series has got some bizarre stuff happening in it. it really does. All I remember is the ood. I think that's the, all that's in my brain. Were there some crab racer people, or maybe that's a different? That's no, that was the rose, I think, or somebody. Yeah, the macra. Mm-hmm. The next one's like I know, I don't know. You're, I'm, I'm assuming you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. The next one is the fires of Pompeii, right? Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. You know who's in there? Yep. Cap. Cap. <laughs> We're going to have to thank the, we have to thank the local gods or whatever. <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, next month we'll be talking about fires of Pompeii and all three seasons of the, of <laughs> the PCAP doctor. Um, anyway, not really. Um, Jerry, the gnome says it was a good start to a new, new series. Uh, his favorite is the Suntarian, Suntarian, two-parter, uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He says when we get to that, he'd love to have a chat. Hey, you're welcome to jump on here anytime on any of these. I love yeah. me some Santarans as well. 
if you specifically want on that, we will definitely, we'll have you on. Remind me. Turn left is another one that's way up there for me. Turn left is, it ties it together. Oh man. That's the one with the, with the bug? Yeah. Okay. I love turn left, but that is like, that is the final, like, nail in the soul coffin. Like, it's just so brutal and crushing for her. Right. Uh, But that jumps back to, like, a bunch of, like, uh, second series stuff. No, yeah, some second series stuff, but also third series stuff that we wouldn't have necessarily, won't be revisiting, but... um, I think that every other showrunner needs to sit down with RTD and let him explain like the way that story building works and where, you know, you have yeah. a beginning and a hopeful end and then you build the things in between to make it work together rather than you have this great idea and then you don't know what to do with it because right. you don't have an ending or works that you just uh, episode by episode just plop some crap out, which is, I don't know, but that's what it seems like. Um, Chip Noel did. I don't know that that's true. Right. And we get some of the best, some of the best Moffat stuff this season during the RTD era, like the, the silence in the library and all that is great, I think. Uh, but that's Moffat filtered through someone else. It's like right. Moffat ideas. Even, yeah. you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I've, I'll have to eventually revisit the Chip Noel era once, once the taste is, the bad taste has left my mouth, I guess. And, and then look at it critically, but probably, uh, if we rate all the Jibnall episodes, I probably like his stuff that wasn't him as showrunner better anyways. I mean, oh, that's I don't know. interesting. That's interesting. I'm curious now to see, like, yeah. they were all countdowns, but <laughs> they you were. I I like Tenet and Donna's fine. I kind of wish RTD would have gone with one of the later doctors so we could have given somebody else a chance to be with a better showrunner. Um, oh, I wish that uh, Jody would have hung around another season yeah, so yeah. we could have got a season of that because that, that would have been nice. good. Yeah. Yeah. Because now we'll have to wait for Big Finish to pick her up. It's super. And she'll probably want a break. So, right. Who knows right. how long that will be? Yeah. It's super yeah. disappointing that she's out. She, yeah. Her, you know, at least in Modern Who, that's common where like the doctors, for whatever reason, don't stick around from showrunner during showrunner changeover. Maybe, maybe it's also smart. It's like fresh doctor, new showrunner will let the showrunner kind of like, you know, like Moffat come up and it was instantly like, this is fairy tale doctor who, you know, like it's a very different vibe. And, uh, so I guess that's probably more freeing for a new showrunner is they don't have the baggage, but man, uh, uh, Jerry the Gnome asks, uh, which or what other doctor would you like to see with Donna in an episode? And I would say, is it, which one is, which, which one is three? Is three, uh, the white haired guy? Are we? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I never wanted anything more because he's such a, like a man's man. And there's kind of like, he's kind of the patriarchy, you know? Uh-huh. Right. I mean, Hartnell may be more so than that even, but like, oh boy. <laughs> yes i'm on board for that i wouldn't have thought of that but i'm on board for it yeah hartnell's not like a forceful patriarchy though he's like right kind of old and like well okay grandpa but like yeah three wow yeah and they'd both just be like appalled at each other all the time i think all the time yes 
because even Sarah Jane was just kind of like, like, whoa, such a liberated woman. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would she work well with PCAP or Jody? Jody, I feel like PCAP would be fun too. That was actually yeah. who I was going to go to. I was like, those two would be fun. Right. I think nine would be like sass attack, like sass overload with mm -hmm. him firing off quips and then her firing off quips. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know how she'd be with Jody because it kind of comes down to more how she would, how she is with other women. I was going to say, I think that would be like the one she'd be most likely to get romantic with uh, for some reason. I'm not saying, you know, like <laughs> anything. Yeah, because there's like no, there was like no chemistry with 10. <laughs> but then all of a sudden she'd be like questioning her own yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sexuality when she meets Jody. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like, well, maybe I, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put her in a box, but I feel like of the companions uh donna knows her sexuality she has a firm grasp on what she likes <laughs> and what yeah. she doesn't like and she also does have a type you'll notice oh yeah mm -hmm. um anyway uh -huh. fit with the fifth doctors oh fit in with fifth no 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 <laughs> adric might not have died they might have <laughs> just shoved her out <laughs> yeah I, yeah i think she would not have survived her her and Tegan in a TARDIS, I would lose my mind. <laughs> that'd, be oh, like, God. that'd be like a family road trip. <laughs> it would be. It would be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair, oh. oh. That'd be like a road trip with your family. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Um, okay. I don't, I don't know where else to go with these episodes. So next, next month we're going, oh, it's a month away. I know. Now I know. we're talking about it. It's fresh in my mind. I want to go watch some Doctor Who right now. Um, I'm not going to, but I may have to rewatch Fires of Pompeii again because I, I, I went boom, boom, boom. I did like one through three, you know, so, yeah. and I've stopped there because I was like, I'm going to forget these episodes if I just keep going. <laughs> right. Well, if it was just, oh yeah, if it was just me, I would have blazed through them probably already and been like, uh, we got to do these episodes quick. But yeah. I knew Melanie wasn't going to, Melanie wouldn't stand for none of that. What? I might. I, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. Um, okay. So we'll do the fires of Pompeii. Are we going to do another episode after that? Or do we want to talk about, or do we want to jump on some audio drama? I know that's a little bit more of a commitment in a way. But so like the, um, and I don't know that the audio dramas feel like mid season, like they've been pretty established. Okay. Kind of okay. That was another thing. Like I tried to look it up, but like, I couldn't find information and I know like they're kind of intentionally like, they're not going to place it. Right. Like this is between this episode and this episode. Yeah. And like, so like the second series of them, it, it's gotta be after like the doctor and Donna's mom kind of come to more of an understanding a little bit. Because she factors into that too. So the second series has Wilfred or Wilf in there and, and the mom. Do you think that's where, what are there, is Wilf a thing or is that something that, that Dr. Who just did and now other people do it too? Because I've heard another person referred to as Wilf. 
You're right. What were we watching the other day where there's a wolf? Peripheral. That's right. We finished peripheral. We don't oh, need to use right. that right this second. But we <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> we finished peripheral. I mean, we only had one episode that we didn't right. watch, but it was quite the episode. I didn't realize quite the parallels between those Amazon Prime shows we had been speaking about. That's what I'm saying. There's very strong parallels. Yep. Anyway. Um, okay, so if we're going to stick with two episodes, Fires of Pompeii and Planet of the Ood. Which yeah, I, those are both. Yeah, I feel like, okay, those are, man, those are strong. Yeah. So next month, sometime, given this is what, like the second stream of the month, it might be around the second stream of the month. So maybe February 9th or something, something like that. Those are good ones. Those are strong. Those are maybe some of my favorite. But that's the what they are they brother and sister in that one too? <laughs> like, there's like a whole thing there, or maybe they play husband and wife in that one. I don't know. Right, I can't remember. Why can't they just be people? That's weird. They yeah, they, but they always come in with their like aliases. You know, they always got to have right. a psychic paper, and we're here to do the thing. Yeah, I mean, I I understand that, but still, you ain't got to be related. Shit. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie McDuffie's. I gotta stop saying that. <laughs> Maddie D and Jerry the No, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to jump in as a guest on any of these episodes, just hit me up. Let me know. We'll work it out. Also, quick shout out. I'm recording it, I think, next week. I will be on Moose's Monster Mash. Uh, he'll be joined by Zombilly. Okay. As well. And we're doing once again the, uh, uh, like we did last year, the 2022 horror movies. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily a best of, but like. Oh, that was really watched. fun last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that again this year. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to hear more Grolix podcast, that, that as in the Grolix podcast, go to GrolixPodcast.com. If you want to hear more live episodes, check us out Thursdays, 830, 820-ish p.m. Central Time. On our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch channels and pages and things. Or just go to GrawlicsPodcast.com. It'll be right there on the homepage. I'm the Grawlicks of the world! Yeah, I'm guessing I'm Grawlicks. You're not Grawlicks with me, sweetheart. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcast, visit GrolixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at Grolix Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once. Did we have a sign? I don't remember. I don't remember how normal Grolix episodes ended. Did we have like a sign out? Yeah, we used to do quotes. Oh, yeah. Like oh. movie quotes. And then we'd Grolix something. How, like, how, how last minute this idea was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>